This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. Rising alarm of a global resurgence in COVID cases hit stocks hard a second straight day, and that was all the heavily long commodity fund managers needed to join the flight and pull the plug, claiming profits through long liquidation that only fed on itself and attracted new sellers. Yesterday afternoon's label as Black Wednesday was no overstatement. Chart damaging grains is pronounced, and tops may well be in for this contra-seasonal fall strength in corn and soybeans if producers decide strong basis and lack of carry in the market makes storing the remainder in the field unwise and start selling across the scale instead. Mercifully, overnight action did not continue the carnage, but merely paused for a breather. There was no rebound hinting yesterday's route was overdone and that fun liquidation is finished. It's a risk-off mood that's settled in with just days to go until the election and growing speculation that with tens of millions of mail-in ballots to wade through, neither Trump nor Biden is likely to concede election night unless it's shockingly lopsided one way or the other. We have warned for weeks that huge net long positions in corn and soybeans by trading funds had reached levels long-term charts on these fund position levels that usually meant just about anything could trigger profit-taking. That happened yesterday. Overnight action shows further losses, but only a couple of cents in corn and beans, five to six cents in wheat. Another negative for wheat are reports of some rain relief in dry parts of the Black Sea region. Chart damage is bad, and we've likely seen our fall highs in this contra-seasonal rally through the thick of harvest. Widespread rainfall has been hitting Brazil. Planting is expected to move quickly, as many producers have been itching to get into the fields for weeks now. Brazil should have close to 30% planted by the end of the week compared to 10% last week. Mato Grosso can plant as much as 2.5 million acres per day, weather permitting. And Brazil as a whole can plant almost 7 million acres per day. With over 95 million acres of soybeans, they could theoretically plant their entire bean crop in two weeks. Rarely does it work out like that. I've seen it where once the rainfall begins, it doesn't let up, keeping the planters out of the field. Brazil planted roughly 2.5 million acres more than last year. Yield forecasts are still intact despite the delayed planting. Total crop range estimates are between 135 to 140 million metric tons. Soybean exports have totaled 20.8 million metric tons more this year in Brazil than last year so far. Buyers are still scavenging for any unsold grain that they can find as last year's crop has either been exported or sold off. Widespread soaking rains with more in the forecast have hit wheat futures hard, all but ignoring the very poor crop condition ratings for the hard red winter wheat states in USDA's first weekly report last Friday, after being on hiatus since last November. Spot contracts broke through important chart support overnight, and the next support is still 15 cents lower. Soybeans were weaker overnight as well, with traders disappointed after futures poked to new highs yesterday, but then closed on the lows of the day. Then again, it shouldn't have been too surprising on a slow news day for soybeans following six straight sessions with a higher closes on rising volume. Corn futures also softened in overnight trade and a general pre-election risk-off malaise that may be setting in. To close on a positive note for corn, however, there is a new reason to expect declining global corn stocks in future WASDE reports. 
On evidence, USDA numbers have overstated Black Sea region production. Saw Econ has lowered its estimate nearly 7.1 million tons below USDA's latest forecast for the Ukraine and also put its estimate for Russia's corn crop 1.3 million tons below USDA's estimate. Hog futures were hit hard yesterday as aggressive fund selling showed up here too. The endless media focus on spiking COVID cases and fears of another round of economic lockdown that disrupted the packing industry is the driving force for a risk-off malaise. There's nagging worry that last week's downturn in Chinese pork purchases was more than an off week and perhaps means expectations for continued strong buying through fourth quarter were excessively optimistic. The only bright spot was that despite the big hit to futures, pork cutout value actually rose by nearly a dollar on continued strong domestic demand. Cattle futures bucked the negative trend and turned in a solid performance for the third straight session. That raises the possibility cattle were the first to be hit dropping $10 since earlier this month, and that perhaps have adequately discounted demand fears for now. Beef prices are at the lowest level since 2017, and the lowest versus pork cutout since 2015. Feeders close with strong gains, helped by the break in corn prices. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on market opportunities, visit us online at comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.